بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المحتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا يا كريم إن شاء الله نستعني في الدروس ونستعني في الدروس أجن أو تفسير الدروس after a couple of weeks or a couple of months I think it was of revision فسبحانالله revision in all aspects of the Quran is very important whether it's revision of the understanding or revision of the memorization or revision of your reading والذي يعني Subhanallah, Mudawim Ma'al Quran, Subhanallah, Yakunu Asad al Nas, the one who is always with the Quran, is of the happiest and the most content of people, Subhanallah, if their intention was sincere for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Alright, inshallah, we start today, inshallah, Surah Al A'la, and like we always mention, Makkiya, as Al Qurtubi always mentions actually, he mentions at the beginning of each one, is it's Makki or Madani, and then he gives you the number of ayat there. How many ayat are there? 19, 19, 19. Yes. All right. This surah, surah al-A'la, it has If you go back to Tafsir ibn Kathir, it will give you all the virtues that are mentioned of, of this surah. Subhanallah mentions in the hadith that the Prophet used to love surah al-A'la. Like this, just like this. And this one is narrated in, in Musnad al-Imam Ahmad. And subhanAllah, if you know the story of Mu'adh bin Jabal, radiyallahu anhu, how he, he, the Prophet appointed him an imam to a certain group or a qabila, I can't remember which one it was. But Mu'adh bin Jabal, radiyallahu anhu, was from the Qurra of the Sahaba. He loved to read the Qur'an. And mashaAllah, he, he was leading them in Isha. And at Isha time, you know, the people are very sleepy and very tired. And, and mashaAllah, he's reading and he's reading and he's reading and he's reading. Until one man, he just couldn't handle it anymore. He left the salah and he just left. And he went and complained to the Prophet ﷺ. He said, Mu'adh, your imam that you have appointed us, he's putting us through adhab, he's putting us. He's reading and he's reading and he's reading. But he called Mu'adh radiallahu anhu, he called him over. He said, Afattanun anta ya Mu'adh. He said, Afattanun anta ya Mu'adh. Are you Afattan? Yani, are you putting people to trial, ya Mu'adh? Read. Read with sabbih isma. And read with washamsi wa duha, and read with wallayli idha yaghsha. But there is a very small suwar, and you get them off, you get, yani, you pray your faridah, the people fulfill their obligation, and they are relaxed. So also the Prophet, he used to read, sabbi hisma, and hal ataka in, in Jum'ah. He used to read it in Jum'ah regularly. Sabbi hisma, and hal ataka hadithul ghasha, and also in the Eid. And the narration said that if Eid and Jum'ah were combined together, he would read them twice. In Jum'ah and in Eid as well. In Jum'ah and in Eid as well. And subhanAllah also in his witr he would read, Sabbih isma, and قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ and قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ سَبِّحْ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى الَّذِي خَلَقَ فَسَوَّى وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى وَالَّذِي أَخْرَجَ الْمَرْعَى فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says سَبِّحِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى 
Now the khitab makes a khitab to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He addresses the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's in three ways of the, in the Qur'an. The first one is that it is specific to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no ihtimal that it can be for anyone else. That it is specific to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ This one can only be for who? For the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَأَرْسَلْنَاكَ لِلنَّاسِ رَسُولًا We have sent you to the people as a Rasul. Can this khitab, can this being addressed to someone, can be for anyone other than the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa It can't be for anyone other than the Prophet sallallahu So this is the first one, specific to the Prophet sallallahu The second one is, is that the lafaz, the lafaz, how, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the Prophet sallallahu is specific to the Prophet sallallahu but there is a dalil in the evidence, there's evidence in the ayah which shows that it is general for all his ummah, which shows that it is general for all his ummah. For example, the Prophet says, Ya ayyuha nabiyu, Ya ayyuha nabiyu. He's addressing the Prophet what? Specifically. Ya ayyuha nabiyu, Iza talaqtumun nisa'a. He said, Iza talaqta or talaqtum. Talaqtum. That means his what? is general for all his ummah. So it's addressing him, but the ruling is generic to all his ummah in the rulings of divorce. So if you're going to divorce your wife, it's not just the Prophet divorces, her, divorces his wives in one way and then his ummah divorces his wife in another way. But it is for the whole ummah. For the whole ummah. And the second one is, it is specific to the Prophet but there's no evidence to show where, the, there's no evidence to show whether it's gener- general or specific. It doesn't really show from the ayah itself. But the lafz is for the Prophet but the ruling is general. For the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu, Lima tuharrimu ma ahallallahu lak. Ya ayyuhan nabi is addressing the Prophet ﷺ. But the ruling is for the whole ummah. Although there's no evidence to show in this ayah. Because you cannot make something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram, into, uh, made halal, and you cannot make it haram. Ya lima tuharrimu ma ahallallahu lak. Tayyib, what's this ayah? Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la. Which category is this one? The first or the second or the third? The third one. Sant, mashaAllah, tabarakallah. Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la is addressing the Prophet sallallahu but tasbih is not just for the Prophet sallallahu it is for his whole ummah. His whole ummah. Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la. Who can tell us what a tasbih is? When I say to someone, make tasbih of Allah, what are we doing when we make tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Alright, a tasbih is a tanzih. It's al-tanzih. What's al-tanzih? Is when you remove Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and elevate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from having any deficiencies, from having any faults, from having any su' or problems. All of these are far removed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what tasbih is. So you remove Allah, you elevate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a rank Above being above all of these, that Allah doesn't have any faults, Allah doesn't have any problems, Allah doesn't have any ayyub, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala munazzah anil naqs wa anil aib. For example, if we would take مثلا, the example of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sifatul hayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al hay. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al hay? So if we were to look at the insan, the hayat of the insan, is the hayat of the insan complete? It is not complete. 
But when we say the hayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete because it is unlike that of his creation. It is unlike that of his creation. For example, the, the hayat of the insan is preceded by a period of non-existence. Masbuqin ba'adam. It doesn't. It didn't exist before. Before you were born, did you exist? No. But Allah subhanahu wa taala's hayat, laysa masbuqin bi'adam. That Allah subhanahu wa taala always existed. That Allah subhanahu wa taala always existed. And also, Allah subhanahu wa taala is not followed up by what, يعني a termination. Allah subhanahu wa taala does not die, whereas the insan or the or the creation dies, whereas the insan and the creation dies. For Allah subhanahu wa taala. Munazzah, that means his hayat is perfect. It is elevated from, it is elevated from يعني, being, يعني, had an initial start and from its ending. But in this aspect, it is complete. As for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we we'll take another example. His, his sifa of as-sam'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as-sami'ah. And you know the story of قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِ إِلَى اللَّهِ Yes, the lady who came to the Prophet وسلم, and she complained about her husband. She said, He's, he made dhihar on me. This was a very bad practice of the Arabs, subhanAllah, when they wanted to divorce their wives. They would say, you are like the back of my mother on, on me. Yani you are, I've divorced you. It's a really bad way of saying it. It's called dhihar. So Allah, so she came complaining to the Prophet And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's the one who what? Who came to complain about her husband to you? She came complaining to her. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heard her. Aisha radiallahu anha was in the next room. She was in the next room. And she couldn't hear the Prophet talking to the to the lady. And then when the ayah came down, Qad she said, Alhamdulillah all praise to Allah who sama' whose hearing encompasses all the aswat, all the, the noises and all the sounds. He's on the heaven, above the seven heavens, and he heard this lady complaining to the Prophet ﷺ, and I was sitting next to the Prophet ﷺ, I didn't hear him. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's is perfect in all aspects. He hears all the sounds, and he, did, he understands all the sounds. And it is not يعني, deficient matter if it is in one corner, you cannot hear it, or there's a, يعني, you can barely hear it, or anything like this. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sama, is complete. But this is what we mean by tasbih, at tasbih. Sabbih, that means elevate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all the naqs and all the aib in all his sifat and all his asma. Sabbih isma rabbikal a'la. For this ayah gives the impression what? That what are we glorifying? Allah or just the name of Allah? This is where Ibn Uthaymin said it gives the impression that you are glorifying just the name of Allah and not glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. But this is not what it means. He said muqaddar Sabbih Rabbaka Dhakiran Ismuhu. That make tasbih of Allah, Rabbak, you make tasbih of your Lord, mentioning His name. Mentioning His name. So the essence of tasbih is that you're making tasbih of Allah while you are mentioning His name. While you are mentioning His name. But this goes to show that when we make tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that there is a component that must be uttered on the mouth. That must be uttered on the mouth. And that it is not sufficient for us just to have the tasbih in our hearts. Although the tasbih does exist in our heart. So when we glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we exalt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we remove him from all faults and from all deficiencies, this is part of our aqeedah. This is part of 
Our aqidah is, it, it, it must start, it must emanate from the heart. It must emanate from the heart. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is evidence to show that then it must manifest itself on the tongue. That it must manifest itself on the tongue. Sabbihisma rabbika al-a'la. Rabbika al-rab, we know what al-rab is now, don't we? Al-rab, khalq wal-mulk, wa-tadbir. But this is what al-rububiyyah is, specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ If you were to ask the mushrikeen of Quraysh, who created the heavens and the earth, I would say to you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we said the one who establishes the rububiyah of Allah, they are safah, they are stupid, they are silly, if they do not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. If they do not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, they establish Allah's rububiyah, yet they... Associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ya ayyuhal nasu, u'budu rabbakum, worship your Lord who? Alladhi khalaqakum, walladhina min qablikum. So the one who created you, you're the one, he's the one that you must worship. He's the one who you must worship. And this is where the mahak, as we've mentioned before, this is where the mahak of the messengers that came. He wasn't in the rububiyyah. But the Christian believes in the Rububiyyah and the, the Jew believes in the Rububiyyah and, and the, the Majus believe in the Rububiyyah. All of them believe in the Rububiyyah. That Allah, there's a creator and there's a provider and there's a sustainer. But where the Mahak was, was in the worship, in the Uluhiyyah. But they worshipped others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was where the problem is. Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la. Al-a'la, Surah al-a'la. It's called Surah al-a'la. What does al-a'la mean? Al-a'la, the most high. So it's saying, Sabbih. Yani, make tasbih of Allah, mentioning his name, al-a'la. Not mentioning his name yani, specifically al-a'la, you can mention any of his names. Yes? But so this is a description of your Rabb, that he is a'la. That he is a'la. What does a'la mean? He said, the most high. Uluwullah, uluwullah, naw'an. The ulu of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of two types. The one that we all know, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala al-arsh istawa. Yes? That Allah is the most high in his that. In his that, in his essence. That he is, there are seven heavens, and then he, above the seven heavens is his arsh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ascending over the arsh, in a manner befitting his majesty. We don't ask how. But this ulu is the ulu al-that. Ulu al-that. The second ulu is ulu al-sifa. Ulu that to Allah belong all the attributes and they are the most high. They are elevated in their, in their meaning. All aspects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are high. But this is what the two types of al-ulu are. And this is why the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah said that when a person makes dua, when a person makes dua and they raise their hand, where are they directing their dua to? Where are they directing their, heart to, their, 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 their hands to? To the sama. But this is in the fitrah of the insan. The fitrah of the insan is that they understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above. That the, the insan, that, the, 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 that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above. But sometimes the fitrah by itself is not enough. The fitrah must be accompanied with, with knowledge and with ilm to make sure that they are muwafiqeen. But you can't just say, مثلاً, I raise my hands and I'm making shirk. مثلاً. So naturally, even, even the disbelievers, they might raise their hands and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet they are associating partners with him. Al-fitra, the natural fitra must be accompanied with ilm. And also he said, yastash'ir al-insan, that the person has consciousness. Especially when, مثلا, they are making sujood. 
They are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's two types of ulu when they're making sujood. But he said, subhanAllah, that you put the most honorable part of your body and you put it on, on the floor. You put it on the floor. Where people walk on, you put this most honorable part of your, fa- of your body, you put it on the floor, suful, down. And what do you say in your sujood? Subhana rabbi al-a'la. Subhana rabbi al-a'la. So while I'm in my place of yani, yani lowness, I'm mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's highness. I am mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's highness. But again, this goes, goes to show that, that when we understand our azkar, even in our salah, it adds, subhanAllah, it gives us khushu' in our salah. It gives us khushu' in our salah. Alladhi khalaqa fasawwa. Alladhi khalaqa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator. And we'll come to see right at the end why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of a tasbih. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now going to mention to us things about himself, which at the end we might we reach the conclusion that what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of a tasbih. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of a tasbih. The first of these is that he's al-a'la. Alladhi, and then the second one is alladhi khalaqa. Alladhi khalaqa. What does khalaqa mean? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought into existence something out of, out of nothing. And when we say, madhala, we say that person created such and such a thing, there's always what? There's always an element of, not, not creation, of transformation. Of transformation. Madhala, they created a chair, madhala, they say, they've got the wood and the nails that already existed, and then they made it into a chair. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one that can create nothing, something from nothing. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can create something from nothing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenged. Ya ayyuhal nasu, duriba mathalun fastami'u lah. Ya ayyuhal nasu, Duriba mathalun fastami'u lah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal nas, O you people, duriba mathalun. A parable has been said, fastami'u lah. Listen to what this parable is. Inna alladheena tad'oona min dunillahi lan yakhluqu dhubaban walaw ijtama'u lah. Inna alladheena tad'oona min dunillahi Those which you worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lan yakhluqu Zubaba, you know what a Zubaba is? A fly, mashallah. Zubaba, this one. When that comes in Samaini. This Zubaba here, this Haqira, this Zubaba. Lan yakhluqu Zubaba. The false idols that you worship, they cannot even create what? A Zubaba. Walaw ijtama'u lah. If all the aliha, the false aliha, were to collaborate and to work together, they would not be able to create a single fly. And subhanAllah, and uh, Shaykh Uthaymin even mentions that in, now in the time of, of technology and, and supercomputers and microchips and and building things minuscule and small, يعني, they could not even build a fly. They could not build a fly, a fly which breathes and which has, يعني, senses heat and cold and, and eats and drinks. They could not create a fly. Even يعني, subhanAllah, no matter how science becomes advanced, they will never be able to create even something as small as a fly. Even as small as a fly. And then he said, simple for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to create anything he wants. إِنَّ مَثَلَ عِيسَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ آدَمْ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ قَالَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَبُ how, how easy does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create something? He gives the example, إِنَّ مَثَلَ عِيسَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ آدَمْ The example of creating Isa is like the example of creating Adam alayhi salam. خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ يعني خَلَقَ آدَمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ He didn't create Isa from Turab, but the thing that the resemblance is, Kun fayakun. That's how easy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates. Kun fayakun. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to create something, He creates something. 
Alladhi khalaqa fasawwa Sawwa, we know what sawwa is. What's the ayah that says sawwa? Alladhi khalaqaka fasawwaka fa'adalak What does sawwa mean back in the, in the, in, in Surah Al-Infitar? Proportioned, ahsant, mashaAllah. You can remember the ayah uh, uh, in Surah Al-Tin, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمٍ That the best creation, yani the best proportion which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proportion was the insan. And then subhanAllah the Mufassirun said, مثلاً, his head is raised up and his heart in his chest and he stands upright and he can, yani subhanAllah, he can move his hands wherever he wants the insan. But this is the best of, this is the best of the creation. That is sawwa. And this, subhanAllah is not just specific to the insan. That the insan is the best of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation, that he has sawwa. But he has sawwa, other creations as well, subhanAllah. And you see the other animals, how they are shaped and how they look. It is perfect for them, as we'll come to see, inshaAllah. وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى الَّذِي قَدَّرَ For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote everything down in his kitab, في اللوح المحفوظ. Everything is written. Everything has a qadar. Everything has a destined amount. الأحوال والأجسام All of these مثلاً فالله سبحانه وتعالى has the, the, the أجسام of the إنسان and the أجال the أجال of the إنسان the lifespan of the إنسان it is not مقدر it is مقدر الله سبحانه وتعالى knows when he was born and when he will die and the أحوال are مقدرين the states that the إنسان goes through in their life all of these have been decreed by الله سبحانه وتعالى and the أجسام الله سبحانه وتعالى your body that الله سبحانه وتعالى has given you it will go through stages as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has proportion for it. And then it will eventually die. For all of these are in the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember, we shouldn't fall into the trap of al-qadr. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written everything down, why, what's the point of, of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Don't fall into this trap. For as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Everyone works towards what they have been, what created for. For you see, Ahl salah always working towards Ahl salah and as our Shaykh Salih Sindi Hafizahullah used to say, he said, Qadar is very easy to understand. Allah knows everything, but you don't know everything. Allah knows everything, you don't know everything. But you hope that you will reach the stage where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you. That means when your cutoff point comes, you hope that you are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you. Allah knows what, what your shaqi or sa'id. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already wrote it in, in, your, in the womb of your mother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knows. But he kept this hidden from us as a test. As a test. Guided, yes? We'll take the guided that we know. This one, we already know this one, yes? This hidayah. This one, hidayah, shar'iyah, this one. Hidayah, shar'iyah. We said in this hidayah, there's two hidayat. Hidayatul tawfiq and hidayatul irshad. So this one is covered. This one covers this type of hidayah. Covers the hidayah shar'iyah where subhanAllah Allah sends messengers and they make the path clear. This is hidayatul irshad. And hidayatul tawfiq is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides specific people to the haqq. He guides them and he gives them the tawfiq to accept the guidance. This is the first type of hidayah. The second type of hidayah, maybe we didn't take this one, is the hidayah al-kawniyah. Al-hidayah al-kawniyah. When Musa alayhi salam was, was يعني, uh, discussing with, with Fir'aun, he said to him, وَمَنْ رَبُّكَ يَا مُوسَىٰ قَالَ رَبُّنَا الَّذِي أَعْطَىٰ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلْقَهُ ثُمَّ هَدَىٰ Fir'aun يعني, mockingly said, who is your Rabb? Who is your Rabb? He said, my Rabb is الَّذِي أَعْطَىٰ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلْقَهُ 
The one who has given everything its creation and then Hadahu. And then Hadahu. Hadahu to the maslaha of getting يعني, the, their needs fulfilled. For example, you say a, a child that is just born. This is what the Mufassirun have said. The child that is just born, Hadahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it latches onto its mother's breast and it starts drinking milk easily and seamlessly. No one taught it anything, no one. There was no lessons before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided it to its rizq. And subhanAllah, then the Mufassirun, they mentioned the example of the ant. The example of the ant. And how the ant will always look for an elevated place to build its nest. Will always look for an elevated place to build its nest so that the water, when it rains, it does not affect its nest. Who taught it this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You say, مثلاً, ants geographically separated. Yani one on one continent and another one on another continent. And this ant does like this ant. Who taught it this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanAllah, Mufassirun even went through other things I didn't know about ants, subhanAllah. He said that if the water does come into its nest, it takes out after the, after the, after the rain has stopped, it takes out all the food and it makes it dry out in the sun so that it doesn't go off and then it brings it back again, subhanAllah. Wallah, I didn't know this, subhanAllah. He said even the, the, the seeds that they collect to eat, they nibble the edges of the seed so that it doesn't grow inside the nest and they, they can't benefit from it, subhanAllah. Who taught it this, subhanAllah? And the same thing with the bee, مثلاً. the bee, subhanAllah, it knows which flower to go to and it doesn't differentiate between flower and from this flower, it makes honey, subhanAllah. For all of this, Allah Taala created and it gave it its hidayah, subhanAllah. That hidayah, يعني, it's generic in anything. مثلاً, he's given the lion its, its powerful strength and its, and its claws and its ability to run and to hunt prey, subhanAllah. مثلاً, you see it sitting down very low like this and then when it sees the prey, mashallah, it, it jumps on the prey, subhanAllah. And how does it know this, subhanAllah? Or مثلاً, the duck. The baby duck, when it hatches out of its egg, subhanAllah, it didn't take swimming lessons, straight away it can swim. So, who gave it? This is the hidayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى وَالَّذِي أَخْرَجَ Alright, what's al-mar'a? We took al-mar'a before. What's al-mar'a? أَخْرَجَ مِنْهَا مَاءَهَا وَمَرْعَاهَا What did you say al-mar'a was? وَالَّذِي أَخْرَجَ الْمَرْعَ Sand pasture, yes? And we said that al-mar'a, it can sometimes mean, subhanAllah, anything that grows from the earth. And it can specifically mean the pasture which the animals eat from. And some of the fassirun, they generalized. They said anything which comes out of the earth, which the animals and, and the human beings, they benefit from, then this one is called al-mar'a. And we said, yani al-ra'i, al-ra'i, kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an ra'iyati. Everyone is a ra'i and everyone is responsible for their ra'iyya. Ra'iyya is a shepherd. Is a shepherd. So al-mar'a is the place where the shepherd goes and they take their animals so that they can pasture from. But it can cover this meaning and it can cover this. How does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about the mar'a? Alladhi akhraja. Akhraja means to bring forth al-mar'a. How does the mar'a come forth? What does it need? It needs rain. So when the rain comes down and the seed is in the ground, the mar'a comes up. So this is what akhraja means. That means he gave it everything it needs for it to come out from the earth. وَالَّذِي أَخْرَجَ الْمَرْعَى فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala قَدَّرَ وَهَدَى Yes, قَدَّرَ After this mar'a comes up and its qadar has, has reached its termination point, it's finished. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for it that this is the end of the, the cycling of the seasons. مثلاً at the end of, at the end of summer, 
when all the vegetation dies and, and, wind, and autumn comes and, and winter comes, what happens to this mar'a? It turns into فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى For after the qadr, after the qadr of these mar'a, all these vegetations that come out of the earth, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when the qadr comes, فَجَعَلَهُ He makes it غُثَاءً أَحْوَى غُثَاء is anything which becomes worthless, dry, stubble. Yeah, what else do we have? Dry and stubble and, and, and brittle and, and the wind can easily carry it away. This is what Al-Ghutha is. And when the Prophet Sallallahu if you want to say a similar word in the hadith, that the Prophet Sallallahu said, the, um, the umam will gather around you and eat from you like what? Like يعني, the people gather around a dish to eat. But the Sahaba said, Because we're going to be so few in number that all the Ummah are going to gather around us and, and يعني, kill us from each side and make problems for us. He said, No, that's not the case. He said, He said, You are like the Ghutha of the sail, of the, of the ocean, the scum of the ocean, the froth of the ocean. So it's mean, it, it essentially means anything which is no longer of any value. Anything which is of no longer of any value, whether it's the, of the scum of the ocean or the ghutha of the, of the mar'a when it becomes dry, it refers to essentially something which has no value anymore. فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى And this is what ahwa means, it means black. For when it, goes, when it was dark before, and then it goes through all the stages of decay, it eventually becomes dark. فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى It becomes dark in its appearance. And like we said, all of these things, when we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Al-A'la, Al-Ladhi Khalaqa Fasawwa, Wal-Ladhi Qaddara Fahada, Wal-Ladhi Akhraja Al-Mar'a Faja'alahu Ghutha'an Ahwa. When we know all of this about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we go back to the first ayah, Sabbihisma Rabbika Al-A'la. You know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most deserving of At-Tasbih, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most deserving of At-Tasbih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك وجزاكم الله خيرا بارك الله فيك